Where is she sitting? Is she sitting in my room? Wondering why I'm not free right now. Oh my goodness, mom! Mom, are you kidding? Everything mom's doing. And I'm doing... getting upset because when I sat down on my bed, I sat no, down I'm on her paperwork. She doesn't own a fax machine. special mini midweek episode of Fri- the Friday Night Movie Podcast where we are going to discuss the first two episodes of Game of Thrones. And Sorry, was that was that you incorporating music into the show so we could hear it? <laughs> yes, that was the best I could do. <laughs> and what I would say is that, you know, many podcasts, they jump to give you their reactions right away to these things when they air live. But in reality... You're pretending this is a strategic move. Yeah, no, I'm joking about it. I'm like, uh, but we waited a full two weeks. Two now. Two and a half weeks. Definitely. So if you were looking for like the most immediate, most obsessed with Game of Thrones podcast reactions, this is not for you. This is for the everyday listener. This is the podcast of the people. This so is this the... is for normal people who catch up on things two weeks later and don't actually have time. Here's to be my like problem with this. Box. Okay, fine. But here's my problem with this situation is that I don't know anybody but Becky who didn't watch these shows on time. I didn't watch them because Becky didn't watch them on time. I would have watched them on time if we were all watching them on time. I have to tell you, it was so much more satisfying watching the two episode at once. And at this point, I've been waiting like a year and a half. What's an extra week? I know. I'm just saying that. Like, I feel like Like, this is passe for people who listen to this podcast. Listen to this. I could just wait the six weeks and watch them all in one sitting. Uh, I watched one of the seasons a year late, so I'm with you on that. Now, all this being said. Let's start with, we're going to treat them almost as if they are one episode. The first third of the last season. Becky, what is your overarching reaction to where we are now in the show and what they've given us with these two hours of television? I feel like they have done justice to giving, to, to, to not giving closure to each character in each storyline, but I feel like bringing it full circle and making me feel very satisfied because one of the things I have loved over the course of this series is the mashup, the friendship mashups and alliances that have taken place, right? Like you have Brienne and Jamie, but you also have Brienne and Sansa and you have Sansa and Tyrion and Tyrion and Daenerys and, and, Daenerys and Jorah and Jorah and Tyrion. You know what I mean? Like all the crossovers that have happened. Arya and the Hound and the Hound and whatever, the light people. The you know, Knights like, of the Magical Light, the, which right, is actually exactly. the tagline for a TV show called Visionaries, a cartoon in the 80s that I used to watch. So okay, I just thank you for that amazing. point of information. And so what I have, I, I love that, but, you know, over seven seasons, getting to the eighth season, you kind of forget that all of those things have happened. And the last two episodes have reminded you the expansiveness of the journeys and the incredible character development and friendships that have formed. So I feel just, I feel like they've really, um, 
I don't know. They've done right by the viewers in that sense to bring and everybody. They, I feel like they've also given the viewers what everybody wanted to see was like all of these guys at like a reunion weekend at camp. Like, <laughs> there's some hookups. There's some like bickering. There's some like fake girlfriendships. And then there's like backstabbing a little bit. Right. And everyone's and staying up all night talking. And everybody's staying up all night talking. Exactly. Like nobody wants to So this is like winter convention. Exactly. Yeah. This is like at our like camp, um, camp reunion. It's like a Jewish summer camp reunion. Right. Like, yeah. like mid-year reunion. Because we had reunions like uh, like three times a year at our camp, which was amazing. And so we always had one in the winter. That's why it was really very reminds- like midwinter convention. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, um, so that's how I, like, as far as like a third of the way through this final season, right now I have loved. Oh, oh is, is the fax machine actually working now? <laughs> Mom is definitely faxing something. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. She just uh, printed something. (laughs) There's not enough toner left. You're going to have to print that page when you go to the fax store. (laughs) Lily, what was your overarching reaction? I agree wholeheartedly with you, Becky. I agree wholeheartedly. Becky, mute yourself. Still a podcast. Um, I... I agree wholeheartedly with Becky. The mashups and the bringing together of the mashups, like the fact that I forgot that Jorah was the um, Wall's boss, that guy that like dies. Oh, like, his dad. Oh, yeah, yeah his, dad. his dad. And then you have Sam who saved Jorah. You his know, dad, like, who he's basically the same age as. Right. They're both so old. Yeah, exactly. And But, but I, that I remember, but I didn't remember the sword. Hold that, on, like, I'm going to commute and take a work and so now it's, I mean, she doesn't have to tell us she's putting herself right, on mute. Right, exactly. She can she just, just put herself said, on mute. Right. Like, we can see her. Even better. Anyway. I, I can I can mute her anyway. Yeah. I'm just going to go <laughs> back to tough. muting her on command. <laughs> so, um, if I may, I forgot about the sword. And so now you have Sam, who not only cured Jorah and knew his dad, who disowned Jorah, like giving him the sword of his father. Like, that's really, like, bringing it full circle. So I, I liked that. I just want to say that I was a bit, like, and I want your opinion. Was it the series always this funny with, like, that many quippy comments? That... Like, what is it, a dark comedy now? I noticed that, too. They they a little bit Star Wars, you know, Star Wars A Force Awakens, Last Jedi did up a little bit. A little bit, and, right? And I think in some ways... Well, A, I think this is part of the evolution of the show, which is that they've they accepted oh. now, they've, ex- you know, forever the show I felt like was way too much built on. Anyone can die at any time. This is extremely dark and, you know, hold your back from loving any of the characters. And then at some point they started giving us characters that we really love. You cannot not love Brienne of Tarth. You cannot not love, um, what's his name? Tarragon, her boyfriend, the guy that likes her, the, the giant boob. Oh, Tormund. The, the suckler. Tormund. <laughs> Tormund the suckler. Um, right. You can't not no, love. Right. When you thought he died in season seven, Everybody was sad. Yeah, everyone was sad, but but even then, I was like, at this point, they brought the hound back. So right. they're they're so in a lot they're of clearly saving all the deaths but, for the end. But in general, they've also they've softened. I think in general they've softened. Yeah. But but I also think, and they've allowed in some of this more Indiana Jones 
you know, Star Wars action adventure style humor that I think actually helps you love the characters quite a bit. But it does kind of take you out of if you go back to the original. That is one hundred percent because I, I, as much as I enjoyed it, like I'm not complaining that it was funnier. Like you know, the comedic relief, like Sam, is pretty funny in this episode. But I was like, okay, wait, when did you get so funny? So here's like, the, here's the other piece of it that I'll give you. I actually think though it's a massive emotional release. Like, you know when something just really awful right. happens or you're watching right. a movie, I'll think of it. Well, like, it make, right, it makes sense that this is coming towards their all of their, like, imminent deaths. Like, Missandra, uh, I never know how to pronounce her name. It's the, Daenerys is, like, uh, right-hand woman. Missandei. Missandei and her boyfriend. Like, they're just, like, making out in public. I feel like they would never do that. And it's, like, caution to the wind, we're all going to die. Well, it's a little bit like, what do you do at the end of the world kind of situation. Because right. they... So it makes sense that things are a little bit more loosey-goosey. And, and I think in some ways, and this is, again, I don't know, you know, I don't know what the artistic integrity of this is, but they're winking a little bit at the audience. They're, they're, they're yeah. giving you the fans. They're giving the fans kind of everything that they would have wanted from all of these characters getting together. Which, is, which brings me to the, you know, magic carpet ride of a whole new world with the Aladdin scene in the first episode of the season. Because, you know, when I listen to the little thing that the, the creators, like the breakdown of the creators say after, they were like, we just really wanted to give the fans that moment. And I'm like, okay, that might be have just been for the two of you because uh, that was a bit much. But I can see that they're really, I hope they don't overdo it. They obviously are really trying to get make everybody happy. And I would say part of why, so this is my cynical side of why they're making everybody happy. This is not the end of Game of Thrones, right? They're about to do a spinoff, and they're about to... Is it? A prequel, yeah. And these guys are about to get a Star Wars franchise that they're going to work on with Ryan Johnson. I think they can just get rid of Ryan Johnson, by the way. Uh, And get back in the they can, he's getting his own trilogy. Anyways, my point is is that it's possible also what they're what they're they're giving us these character payoffs. Down on that. <laughs> because they want us to be sad when this is over and miss them. If it was all awful dread and terrible behavior and murder nonstop well, in this season. Right. It, it always brings me to Sons of Anarchy. A true show that to the very end never compromised was so brutal you really didn't know who was gonna live or die it was like one of those the few shows where you're like you know that the main character who's beloved might not make it and then they leave you with that show being like i never want to see another episode again i'm done <laughs> yeah and, i love you but i'm done well, no, we know you're back we can see that you're back I'm you don't so, have i'm to. sorry i'm That's sorry okay. yeah, and I, so and so yeah so i feel like you're right with this show they're they're making it a little bit you know lovable so that you want to go back for more whereas i think you know breaking bad too that that ending of breaking bad is so brilliant it's one of the best endings of any series of all time a hundred percent i feel like everyone agrees who's seen the show critics and everything because again it's true to it it is although they have better call saul they really embrace like the best like funny character but the actual story of the show it's done like people don't want it's so brutal and so honest and so true to it this i think you're right they're going to make sure that people want to keep going. Yeah, and and I think and also I think because the show relishes 
pulling your heart out of your chest. The other thing they're giving you, the fans is they're making you fall in love with these characters one more time before they do some truly heinous things to them. Right, but do you think they're really going to have the guts to do something bad to all these characters? I don't... Yes. <laughs> well, well, we'll get to really? our predictions in a moment, but before, before we... I mean, if they're good writers, be- they will. Before we go ahead to the our predictions. Becky, Lily mentioned the whole new world flight of mm. Falcor, which I, yeah. I am not taking credit for coming up with that. I saw a really funny meme of Jon Snow Falcor? M- like m- mix mashed up with Falcor. Lily, I need you to send that to me right now. What did you think of that part? Do you think it was a service to the fans or do you think they were like, we got to spend some dragon money on this episode? No, I think I think there is a certain sliver of fans who's really invested in that relationship and wants to see some like cutesiness and Jon Snow being cute. Oh, oh look, I'm scared to fly a dragon. I think it's in service of fans. I uh, my only problem with it is that there's very little they real estate. By, they might get sued by Disney. For, no, there's for very the little real estate. We have six episodes, and so every moment of screen time is precious to me. If we had eight or ten or thirteen episodes, that would be a fun, cute scene. But with six episodes, I get that what you want, you want to show me a few things. He's learning to fly a dragon. Okay, that better come up in the next episodes. You know, there's... Well, we assume he's going to jump on one of those bad boys. There's a little love affair. Okay, we want to establish that that's still happening. I don't think it was pointless. I just think it was a bit silly. Um, I think a good point, though, Becky. If he jumps on a dragon during the battle, I'll feel better about that scene. I I would also say the the character value of that, although it's a really expensive way to show it, is that one might view that as also proof that he is, in fact, a Targaryen. It is. No, no, that 100% is. Right? Even when the dragon snuggles up to him when they first meet for the first time, the dragon's, like, sniffing his butt. That would only happen if he was a Targaryen. So, like, the fact that she didn't pick up on that, only Targar- Targaryens can ride them. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm wondering, like, how dumb is she? Right, because she seemed, like, in denial when he told her that they right. were related. And, like, neither one of them mentioned the fact of, like, oh, wait, remember that time I rode one of your dragons? Hello? Right. Well, I think it's going to all click for her. I'm sh- I assume it will. But um, I think Becky's uh, also right on another point about real estate. And, like, when they had that scene with that little girl that's like, I want to fight. And they're like, why don't you protect us? I guess they, they had, just like, three or four people that wanted to fight that had to go to the pit but not go to the pit. The crypt. Like, the crypt. The pit. I, I think the crypt, crypt is going to. But I, I guess it was just you want to see Gilly and, like, that other guy with the beard who's so nice kind of say a few lines. You don't want to just, like, not Davos? have them. Yeah, Davos, thank you. Like, not have them not do anything. But, again, I was also, like, really? They, they need to tell us where people are going to be during this battle. Right. So mm-hmm. we, I do understand. Yeah, we need to know because I wouldn't assume that. I would assume Davos Here? would be fighting. So it's good to know that he will be in the crypt. And when it comes to Sam, it, he could go either way. He could be fighting. He could be hiding. Oh, like, you mean characters, not extras. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. I need to okay. know where all the characters are going to be. So, so right. all okay, those scenes are saying. important. And you can't just have each of them come up on the screen going, 
I'm gonna go to the crypt during the fight. So they're just working in like a little scene to give you that exposition. And also with the kid with the scar on the face and Davos, they're they're okay. referencing. They're a actually, little, yeah. you know, yeah. for for someone like me who has complained a lot about what I felt has been like things that felt pointless earlier in the series and like needlessly like painful to watch. I feel like they are actually tying them up with the whole Becky gun in the first act, gun in the last act situation. Except Bran. That guy is so boring. Oh my god. <laughs> As he doesn't start shooting like like lasers out of his eyes, no, I'm going to be super no, disappointed. No, but even Bran... Oh, I love how weird he's like I mean, but, but, <laughs> not Bran. But even Bran, what's the conclusion? Oh, he should the... put a name tag, not Bran Stark anymore. <laughs> the the conclusion of the first episode of the show, right? Like this is a show that clearly is going to go back to the pilot. It's going mm-hmm. to go back to that first episode. It, it, yeah. Him and Jamie Lannister reuniting in the scene. I thought scene. that was pretty cool. And I like what he says to him. He's like, "If I killed you first, and he's like, "What about after?" <laughs> Damn. Damn. And, and also, like, you wouldn't be here had I told anybody back then what you did. Right. Exactly. <laughs> And and brand might not have. I don't know why mom room. has to be cleaning up and putting things in my room like right now. Like I love that she wants to help me clean up. It's so helpful, but it's just the timing is so interesting. I was not trying to disturb you. <laughs> she um, just wants to be on okay. the podcast. Let's let's get it's into so let's get into some predictions. So I I would say in general I agree. My main. Film... Oh wait wait can we just before I forget about um the brand muffin kid, he um. Isn't it a little bit too Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, that the Dark Knight or Night King touched him and now he can find him anywhere? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. I mean, like, let's list the things that are who, taken from other people. Like, I mean, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you how it makes sense. I know. The Night yeah, King because commands, that's the rule in Lord what? of the Rings. No, hold on. The Night King commands the whole army of the dead, right? So anyone that's dead, he is a connection to and can control. Bran, because he's touched him, has he hasn't turned Bran into a white Bran into a White Walker, but now he's like poisoned him a bit. You know the way that that Benji is like half, was half and half. You know what I mean? Is he? Benji. So it kind of makes that. sense if he can control all the White Walkers. If he's like injured you or put his mark on you, Benji. that he'd be able to like not control you, but at least have some Benji. sort of connection. Benjamin, Uncle Benjamin. Sorry, Uncle Benjamin. Uncle Benjamin. Guys? The Stark's uncle, who we know who he they is. pretend who they we they pretend comes back in order to kill Jon Snow, but then he actually comes back later. Saves Jon Snow. Yeah, he I saves don't remember him. what happened to him. We're not good at this podcast. Then <laughs> like okay, real let's, just, let's not get lost on the characters that are. Look, there are certain things that have paid off, and then there are certain things where, like, I have a question: Is anything happening right now relevant to Renly Baratheon? Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, stupid. Exactly. Becky's like, who the hell is that? Isn't he dead? Yeah, yeah. But I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, like, he's dead, but you spent a lot of time on Renly Baratheon at one point. Right. We did, but that was really about Marjorie. Oh, okay. All right. That was interesting. That was about establishing Marjorie and and uh, and her brother, which just then became question. part is, of the... Just, where's the red fire lady? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What happened to her? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe she'll come back. We'll find out. I thought she like didn't they like banish her from um, right, and she just Castle Black. Yeah, we don't know where she is. Or maybe we do know, but you not, but the three of us don't remember because <laughs> we're not that. I don't think we should now. be doing this kind of deep dive. Right. Into. Right. I should just do no. reaction. If we don't remember a character, we can't talk about them. 
<laughs> Let's do some predictions here, okay? My first prediction question for you, or, or more just like prognostication question is, which character do you personally emotionally need to survive? And then yeah. tell me, the, give me the percentage of which you think they will survive. I, Brienne, I, is, I think is the only one I need to survive. Like need. I'm going to give you like a 20% see. on that. That she's going to survive? You think? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like a 20% really on that. You really think she's out? I think Brienne is the kind that they would kill <laughs> just to show you that they can do it. Like, just to be yeah. extra mean, they'll kill and her. And then they'll let someone like Jorah survive just so you're annoyed. That you're like, but I'm like, I don't really give a shit if Jorah lives or not. I don't know, Jorah's and toast. I give Jorah a 3% yeah. chance of yeah. making it out no, of... No, but what I'm saying is that I feel like he would serve... Because you know how, like, there's always, like, those characters that you in your heart don't feel like they deserve to be like if it was between you and Brienne, but then they like let the less important character survive also just to torture you. Do you know what I mean? I see what you mean. Yeah. A hound's not making it out. I feel like I need no hound's definitely making it out because he has to fight the mountain. Oh he's right. Yeah. Mountain. Oh making oh, it right. out. Oh, we're talking about the next episode or in general. No, no. Shy no, means the, the entire show. I'm oh, no. Shy means the show. I can only do the next episode. Who's oh, gonna so survive the battle? Brienne is gonna die in the next episode, Beck? In the Night King. I think she's not gonna die in the battle. Here's who I have dying in the Night King battle. All right. Here's who, let's let, let, here's who I have dying in the Night King battle. I've got um uh uh, uh, what's his name? Um, definitely old man Davos. He's toast. He's yeah. gonna die defending the little children, making up for the fact that he didn't defend. It the didn't little girl save that. Yeah, who got yeah. burned Done. alive. Agreed. Uh, I think probably Grey Worm. You know, this is the yeah. end of the Unsullied, because yeah, because they had to really lay it on thick about them running off into the sunset together. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. And I also and think, he also almost died once already. I I also think if Daenerys isn't going to get turned into a zombie creature by the Night King, which I I feel like I've seen some theories, or I haven't I've tried to not read articles, but I feel like I've seen articles where the headlines imply that, like she isn't going to become some sort of servant of the Night King. Um, I think that she needs to be weakened a little bit in order for there to be some kind of true alliance between her and Sansa and everybody else because she in her mind is too powerful and she has too many loyalists around her and I think she has to we have to see what she's like without her amazing army and probably without her dragons although I, I suspect one will survive I think I think the ghost dragon I think the Night King by the way dies in the next episode I think this is it for the Night King I think they have only so much money to spend on White Walkers they're gonna blow it all in episode 3 and then the last three so episodes there's one battle episode on episode 3 and then 4, 5, and 6 are the rest of the who gets to keep the throne because Cersei is staying out of the battle which means they are really saving her as the final big bad Villain. of the show yeah. which to me is actually not what I thought was going to happen and me I neither. I thought I'm this pleased because me too I thought this was going to be a six five episodes leading up to this big battle then this was going to yeah, be the last episode it's more of the show interesting and then way. we'd never know what was going to happen also That's how much thought. do you hate when a show brings in a new bad guy in the last <sighs> season Right. Oh, I hate when that happens. Justify did that. Like I, I would always rather have a retread of a previous bad guy in a final season yeah. than mm -hmm. some just sort of new person. And also, like if you look at the history of the show, Cersei really is the worst person in the whole show. She is. <laughs> she's the worst. She's the most powerful. She's the most scheming. She has no magic powers, no dragons, and she's the one sitting on the Iron Throne. 
Mm-hmm. She is absolutely evil. And I thought it was a great moment when... Oh, when he says you always knew who she was. Right. When yeah. he loved her anyway. That's when great. When Jamie talks so about true. Cersei fooling him and Tyrion said she never fooled you, always knew who she was. That oh. was a great mm-hmm. moment. And I think that... I think that... I think there's good odds. I guess people, everyone kind of thinks Jamie's going to kill Cersei, but I don't know how much. Nah, more, I don't know how much more Jamie we're going to get. I guess you have to see the three Lannisters again. He's together. pretty broken. He's pretty broken. But I don't think he's broken enough to kill her. I want to believe it's Arya. I want Arya to kill. Her. Oh yeah, that would be good. Well, Arya would be good. Dad. So do you think then Jamie maybe? Okay, so I'll go with a theory where Jamie dies saving Brienne. But Brienne doesn't make it to the end end of the show. Correct. But I definitely feel like I need I need Arya to make it to the last episode. Of she's the not. Series. She's not. I don't, I, she might make it to the last episode, but she's not getting out. Of I don't the know season. if she's making it out of the series, but I need oh. her. I need her to. I I was wondering if her like assassin people she turned her back on will come back and get her. No, yeah. she 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 made her peace with them. Remember the Terminator she, the Terminator she gave, episode. She gave them she gave them what she owes them. She, they have no beef with her. They wanted a face for the wall, and she gave them a face. That was it. I thought, I thought she had beef that she steals a bunch of faces and pieces out. She took one face. But and she then, gave them a face. And, and then she tar- steals the Terminator's face, that woman who is like the female Terminator that chases her through town. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a great scene. That's a great episode. Okay, so, all right, let's go through family likelihoods of survival towards the end, okay, or, or groups. So, okay, Lannisters. we got three Lannisters left, three major Lannisters. <laughs> Do I, all three of them make it? Do one of them make Tyrion's it? Tyrion's gonna make it. Might make it. I think Tyrion he's gonna make it. Yeah. He's Tyrion gonna make make it. it. I feel like it'll be Tyrion and Sansa. That will be from the two branches who survives from the two main branches. That yeah. that Maybe. is that is I agree with you, Beck. And to me, Sansa is the person that I have now from from my, like probably my most hated character to my most loved. She's the one I need to survive because yeah. I feel I like that much. I feel she, like her. She is she in some ways is Cersei but a good guy version of Cersei. And yeah, she's it's a pretty hell amazing. Of a lot smarter than Daenerys. Sansa has had none of the advantages that Daenerys had and she's the lady of Winterfell. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Jon yeah. Snow would be absolutely dead if Sansa didn't make the sacrifices that she made with Littlefinger and that little kid's army in order to win the battle of the bastards. Mm-hmm. So, to me, Sansa is is my like and and Arya I like but th- she's so scarred now that I'm not sure she she can if she dies. What do you think about the fact that like I'm not that I wanted her to be asexual, but at the fact that like they really opened up her character in a way that like made her have a sex scene. What what's the is it to soften her to us to make to like have us not? I, I don't think there was die? anything soft about that scene. I think... no, I actually feel like it it was giving her another dimension of empowerment. So much of her empowerment has been about fighting and killing, and I feel like her making that choice, having it be on her terms in a very adult way, was another dimension to her kind of transitioning from little baby Arya season one to fully fledged adult in season eight. Um, and I, I totally can see why that's um, an important scene and one that they felt the need to put in there. And and also, if you look at Arya to me, A, this is a kid who has survived like horrific, horrific things, right? She is, you know, the, you know, a true person who has survived war and civil war and horrible abuses 
And I think what they're also showing us is that she has grown up quite a bit. And even in the way how when she was younger, how she was always talking about her list of people and she was always so, mm-hmm. so um, uh, quick to lose her temper. And, and in this case, she's, she's quiet. She doesn't brag about how many people she's killed. When Jon Snow asks her, oh, have you, have you killed anybody or have you used that? Have you, have you even once used Once or it? twice? Like she's once like hacking again. up. I mean, they don't even know she's the one who killed Walter Frey. I mean, no. who, who betrayed them. So, so for me, that's a big, that's a big that's a big thing okay now the Greyjoys let's talk about the Greyjoys we've got uh, Theon and his sister and the uncle the sister will survive if we're lucky sure Theon definitely is going to die defending Bran I think that's such a great way for him to go to me the sister retreating when she did means she's going to come back and help them take the mm-hmm. landing i think that's yeah, where exactly. she's, they're she's, saving her for for the king's landing and fight, for, for sure so they can kill her uncle yeah okay and last but not least lily where who's your who's your starks we've got three starks and then sort of john snow i think if, i think sansa's gonna survive i'd be shocked if john snow survives if it's not a character's no. already died once in a show then by the end they should probably die a second time. did we did you guys discuss whether or not brand's gonna make it I know we. Yeah, I mean, isn't he just going to become a tree? Yeah. No, but sure. then he has to pass the memories on to the next three-eyed raven. Okay, so then he stays the raven. I could give two shits. I'm not invested in that storyline. <laughs> I mean, I don't like if he is all-seeing and all-knowing everything. I feel like he could be a little bit more helpful on having He's them fight. Mystical. What about yeah. what about Samwise Gamgee? What are the rules no, in Gilly? Do you think- I don't. I don't. I cannot imagine them killing that family or anybody from that family. They really gave it to us tough when they killed his entire family. He got upset about it. I feel like (laughs) he's coming out alive. That was a horrifying scene. To me, part of what I look for is which characters does do I think George R. R. Martin thinks are like his like connections to the show, meaning who he sees himself as. And to me, that's Tyrion, Varys, and Samwise Gamgee. And I feel like those... Varys are... is for sure living. That yeah, guy is... Just... Yeah, that guy, nothing. He's like a cuck. I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, and, okay, alright, so that's where we are. Wait, Mountain Hound? Brothers? Mountain Hound? Uh, I mean, the mountain's gonna die. Whether or not mountain's it's the hound, sure or, or who kills him, or, or Arya well, who kills him. It has him. to be the hound. The hound has to kill him. Does the hound die? Yes, he has to die. Yeah, he he for sure dies. Honestly, one of the weakest moments in the show was somehow the hound surviving being like stabbed and infected and left in the and left in the woods by Arya. No one else would have that guy from Deadwood save him and then die, and then he's like a super nice guy now, the hound. Yeah, exactly. So for me that was like a little too much playing to the cheap seats. I love it that he became uh, he evolved like Jamie evolved I just felt like the way they did it was maybe a little lazy yeah yeah to me so he's gotta die it's like that it's like you said about Jon Snow living and coming back like the hound if the hound survives you have so many chances (laughs) yeah okay so now we're going on to the next episodes we will try to do further reactions do you guys have any other Game of Thrones things to say before we head out I just want to say that so far I'm happy. I my expectations were pretty low because I was like, often they you know shows shit the bed with the last season. So look, if I don't walk away hating it, then I think it's great. Um, 
And I'm just like pumped to see the dead dragon fight the two alive dragons. And I'm not like that um, into special effects and stuff like that, but I'm really excited about those dragons. <laughs> I feel like they've set the bar really high with these first two eps, and I hope they can keep it there because it was a strong start. For someone who has been rooting for the end of this show like me, the fact that they went so heavy on such good character episodes, it's like gotten into my heart, and I'm like, oh. I just get annoyed that I had three seasons of not liking the characters, and now I'm like, oh, it's going to be over now? Yeah. Well, if I had to recommend this show, I'd recommend seasons six, seven, eight. <laughs> Directly. <laughs> yeah, season five can just be that can forgotten. Be lit on fire. So I feel like, yeah, the last three seasons, when they've moved away from the books, like. And, no, and I'll say no one, one more thing. So Kit Harrington, you don't really see him do, I don't know how much we see him do outside of Game of Thrones, but the other thing that I've seen him in is he actually voices one of the characters in How to Train Your Dragon. So in the two okay. things I've ever seen him in, he is a rider of dragons. A rider of dragons. Cool. <laughs> I'm not sure how, like, I do, you know, uh, like, maybe, it's a, maybe it's a rider in his contract. I will only do movies where I get to ride dragons. Right. I mean, if anybody's listening to this who has not read up on the fact that Amelia Clark, the actress who plays Daenerys, suffered two brain aneurysms during that first season and then wrote about it, she, like, just now shared her experience and photos and wrote about, yeah, she had, like, two very near-death experiences and brain surgery during filming that first season. It's quite amazing to hear, like, just as a fact for people who are listening to this who they don't know, to read about her as a human being is pretty amazing that's really cool i think she's cooler and she and she when she was having the aneurysm and she knew she was having brain damage she forced herself to speak in dorthraki to like make her mind work like so that she could pay attention to what was going on while it was happening which is pretty nuts yeah. All right. Well, maybe it's uh, a case for learning Dothraki. La- <laughs> last but not least, I'll just uh, say that I'm going to be at not All Star Comic Con. That's not till June, but Awesome Con, DC's mega Comic Con, is this week, and I'm going to be hanging out there on Friday. So if you hear this and you want to meet up or you want to record a bit with a, a, a bit with me, I'm going to bring the mobile recorder. Going to catch up with the All Star Comic Con guys, Mike and Kevin. Going to find the Take Two guys, Take Two Takedown guys, uh, but anybody else, if you. Uh, if you want to link up, you know how to find us. Um, you, uh, Lily, where can people follow you? At Chichi K. Gomez on Twitter. Becky. You can fax me at Paper <laughs> BK <Amazing>. Princess. <laughs> and you can follow me at Pancake for Table. And you can follow our podcast stuff at Friday Night Movie or Friday Night Movie Pod. And the music from What Does It Eat will kick in, and uh, we will see you soon. Love you guys. All right. Love you. Bye. I so enjoyed watching the two back to back and I loved episode two so much.
I think this Sunday I'm going to like rewatch episode two into episode three. I think I'm going to do oh, that every week. Oh, that's good. Like a, little... a repeater. Cause it was so good. And then inevitably when we watch it with a group, we have like mom, dad, Vanessa, there's so much explain, explaining and commentary going on. We have to pause it like 10 times to explain things to everyone. Mostly Vanessa. Love you, Vanessa. <laughs> All right. Later guys. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.